first cannabis brand that is nationally distributed in chains and I don't have to wait for a farm bill or an attorney to get comfortable. We have a way to make sure that Bang is on all those shelves long before our competitors. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today we're joined by Scott Van Rixel, President and CEO of Bang Corporation, which is one of the most well-known infused products brands. Scott, thanks for being on the MJ Bulls podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, first off, Bang. You know, that's just an awesome name. And you got such a sweet you got such a sweet logo. But bang, B H A N G. Tell our listeners the origin of the name and its spelling. It's the East Indian word for the let's say the non flowering component of the cannabis plant. Everyone's kind of familiar with bang lassi and they think that bang is the name of the drink when in fact it's a lassi. Just like you would have a mango lassi, you could have a bang lassi or a vanilla lassi. Okay, yeah. Because we were originally focused on being an edibles company, I felt that paying honor to the origin of the word and the origin of the plant was important. Obviously, there's lots of marketing value in the name. Plus, it's just cool. Yeah. We've certainly gone through our trials and tribulations with the trademark office, but I'm happy that we have our trademark we have weathered the seven years of contestment for our trademark and we we in fact own title and right to the term bang wow that's huge but you just started to say seven years you're one of the oldest brands got you're considered an elder statesman in this industry we just actually had our eight-year anniversary almost uh, six weeks ago we didn't invent cannabis chocolate. I think we were the first company that perfected cannabis chocolate, not only in a quality standpoint, but the consistency where tip to tip, bar to bar, batch to batch, we were very consistent. And then from a packaging and production standpoint, I would say that we really brought professional packaging to the marketplace. Yeah, I'm looking at your website right now and the packaging is superb. Yeah, and it's. I will say there's lots of companies that have surpassed us in packaging. I'm proud of our industry. I'm proud of our competitors. I'm proud that the cannabis space is moving in the direction of what it needs to be to be sitting side by side on the shelf next to nutraceuticals, next to alcohol, next to you know whatever category of products you feel cannabis should be in. Yeah. And I think you're looking at it from a big picture standpoint, jumping ahead here. You can't distribute your products that contain THC across state lines, but can you distribute your CBD products nationally? It is our belief based on legal support and the Ninth Circuit Court that CBD products derived from hemp are lawful for interstate commerce as long as that material that it's derived from and the finished good do not exceed 0.3% THC. Well, with your experience working with chains stores like Whole Foods, you got to be probably well, preparing to get into drugstores, right? You should be prepared. But like I said, interpretation is 95% of this, just like perception is. Most Whole Foods, CVS, Walgreens, none of these large scale retailers are going to 
carry CBD until the, the new updated farm bill passes or the DEA takes a different but you, position. But you guys got to be positioning, <laughs> positioning yourself so when that day comes, I mean, you're the right brand. You already have experience doing this. Not only are they the right brand, without going into too much detail, we have a Trojan horse, and Bang will be the first cannabis brand that is nationally distributed in chains, and I don't have to wait for a farm bill or an attorney to get comfortable. We have a way to make sure that Bang is on all those shelves long before our competitors. But we will and are already in the process of getting onto those shelves that I just rattled off as a a cannabis brand without having to worry about the interpretation of a law or an interpretation of a DEA memo. Wow. Having that first mover's advantage just be just, that'd be, that's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, in, in our, you know, in our going public process, one of our pitch items is, these large-scale farming operations and all these things, they're fighting over a ever-diminishing value commodity, which is flour. The more people grow, the, the less yeah. value it will be, and there will be more supply, and eventually demand will run out, and then prices will plummet. The opposite end of that spectrum is a ever-diminishing in volume and ever increasing in value and it's a fixed commodity is shelf space bang's goal and bang's drive is to soak up shelf space we've done well in dispensaries and we will do multiples in value and multiples in success soaking up that shelf space in what I would consider the mainstream market. And that services hundreds of millions of people as opposed to tens of millions of people. Well, speaking of shelf space, how do you get your THC products into other states and other countries? Other countries will be via export from Canada. We have a JD relationship in Canada that allows for products to be sold in Canada and then exported from Canada. That's number one. And number two is we've used a licensing model where we have licensees throughout the country that we license our branding, the look of our package formulas, in some ways might be modeled like a franchise, but we've done it in a way that it isn't a franchise. It's uh, McDonald's light and they need to source (laughs) it. their own beef, which is the cannabis. So we, we give them all the tools to produce the products and the pathway to produce the products, but they're ultimately responsible for acquiring the active ingredient and then producing it to spec. And then they pay us a royalty for providing those services to them. So with this expansion, you talked a little bit, you just started to touch on that you're, there's a public offering coming up. Can you, yep. can you talk more about that? And I know our listeners are going to be, after hearing what you just told us, <laughs> it's a, lot of, a lot of people turned up their radio, so I want, to, I, I want to make sure you talk about this. Yeah, being a novice in the doc, I'll go with the base that I, I know is in public press releases so people can access those, and I'm not disclosing any insider information. We're doing a reverse merger with a public-traded Shell in Canada will be trading somewhere between December and January. And then the next step is how do I get that next market segment, which is the cannabis curious? Mm-hmm. And how do I access them in a marketplace that 
you know, these aren't people going into head shops. These aren't people going into dispensaries. How do I get that next group of loyal brand followers? And the only way you're going to access them is by figuring out how to access mass market. And this new line of products that are derived from cannabis, but they don't break any laws, are products that will also allow us to advertise in mainstream media, access mainstream distribution, access mainstream shelf space. And that's something that none of the cannabis world, I think, has figured out and is certainly not in the position to move on it like we are. I think that's really going to be instrumental in us maintaining being the leading cannabis brand and more importantly, being the, the go-to name. So when people blow their nose, they grab for Kleenex. And when people want access to cannabis products, they're going to get a bang product because that's the recognized brand. Well, I think you're on the right track. And I think your passion comes out in your products. And in obviously, in your, every time you're, you talk, it comes out. But it definitely comes out in your products. And you know, we've been speaking with Scott Van Rixel, president and CEO of the Bang Corporation. All of Bang's information will be on the MJ Bulls website. But Scott, if, if somebody's interested in investing in Bang, do you, do you have a ticker symbol yet, they, so they'll know when to, uh, when, what to do, what what to invest in? We we have one that would fall under the. I'm not sure if I can disclose it. Okay, all right. Um, I know that will be on the Canadian SEC, uh, CSE. Sorry. And we're supposed to begin trading sometime between the beginning of December and the beginning of January. Okay. Amy, like I said, you're, you're an inspiration. Just being on this, this call with you motivated me. So I'm sure our listeners are going to be motivated and, and hopefully move the industry forward. I, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.